It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And after a whopping one year away, we are back. Yes, 10 years continuous shows, numerous guests, hundreds and hundreds of guests. We are back once again after taking a year off for a variety of reasons that we'll tackle later here in the show because we are excited to be back here once again. And to kick off the show, to bring it all back, come back in 2021, we have none other than Diedrich Bader here stopping in this week here at the show. Yes, for show number 239 for the week of August 5th, 2021, we have none other than Diedrich Bader stopping back here at the show. A previous guest here at Diz Radio, a friend of the show, he's stopping in. He's going to talk about a variety of different things. Since the newest Jungle Cruise movie just hit theaters, everybody remembers when Disney attractions were becoming movies. And one of those was the Country Bears, as well as many other great movies like the Buddies films, as well as great animated features, Batman Beyond, as well as Big Hero 6, Milo's Murphy Law, Phineas and Ferb, and so many others. And Diedrich Bader was part of all of those different projects, including the newest from Kevin Smith, none other than the reboot of the He-Man franchise currently on Netflix. He was also part of iconic television sitcoms that everybody knows, like American Housewife, The Drew Carey Show, and great films like Office Space and all of those classics. And Diedrich is going to stop in, talk about all those different projects that he's been part of, as well as some great moments throughout his career that really brought a tear to his eye, and he realized what an impact he truly had on one very special person's life. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team, but it has been a year. We have been in a constant lockdown, not lockdown, mask, no mask, and many other things that happened throughout the Diz Radio Studios this past year that really kept me away from bringing the show back for a whole year, but... We do have some team here. We have Jeremy, who's going to dip into the tropical, the fun. We're in the tail end of summer, and he's going to bring us a little bit of Tiki Room with This Week in Disney History. And we have Dominic. Yes, Dominic never misses a Diz Radio deadline. Even if you're off for a year, he marches on in with the marching bands that he instructs. And he's going to be stopping in once again with a brand new short leash. All different things on the horizon. It feels good to be back. If it seems like I'm talking a little bit slower to all of you, I am excited to be here. I'm taking my time. I'm taking a deep breath and jumping back into the waters that is Diz Radio. Yes, this is our 11th year of Diz Radio. 11 years we've been going strong. We had to take a year off. Actually, it's not really a full year, but we have taken a year off. But we are back in action. So, with that said, all the ups, all the downs. I've had some personal struggles. We've had our COVID struggles. We've been through so many different things. If there's one thing I can say is that we need to kick off this show. We need to kick it off right. And how are we going to do that? We're going to do that by letting you know that sometimes you just need to let it ride. Whether that's mistakes in your life, 
whether that is growing from those, whether that's finding love, losing love, making your focus your family, the Country Bears said it best, and they said to let it ride. Let's officially kick off show number 239 for the week of August 5th, 2021, and I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. was like any other boy. Sometimes I feel different. Like Dex and me. We don't look the same. He has freckles and I don't. I think. He was loved by his parents. Just remember, son, the people who love you no matter what, that's your family. And sometimes his brother. This 
is my baby picture. And uh, this is yours. Mom, am I adopted? <laughs> of course not, honey. Dexter! I gotta face facts. I just don't fit in. He's run away from home. We knew you were gonna have to release him into the wild one day. Now Barry's about to discover his destiny. The Country Bears! With four guys who are barely a band. I belong here. Welcome aboard, kid. You're one of us, man. Well, are you going to find him? Does he have any distinguishing marks? Yeah. He's got thick brown hair. All over his body. <laughs> you guys, they're right behind us. I call hiding in the car wash. So how does that work? We hide in the car wash. Where'd they go? Oh, man. Your hair looks ridiculous. My hair. From Walt Disney Pictures. One boy is searching for what he's been missing. You're gonna do the show? Not without you. And discovering what he's had all along. Who's that little bear? Oh, that's no little bear. That's my brother! Yeah! Disney's The Country Bears. Hi, this is Tom Kane, the voice of a number of current Disney attractions like Yoda and Jedi Training Academy, Akbar and Star Tours, a number of upcoming rides in the new Star Wars park that I can't talk about yet, and of course, the voice of the monorail. And you're listening to Diz Radio, helping you relive the magic and memories. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's Finally too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you D-heads, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 239 for the week of August 5th, 2021, as we are back in action once again. Diz Radio has disappeared for quite some time. That's part personal, that's part COVID, that's part of a variety of different things that we're going to tackle. But before we jump into all of that here at the show, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at Diz Radio. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, the latest news feed, and so much more right there on DizRadio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a variety of different places. All you got to do is go search, look up Diz Radio, Disney Blue, Disney On Demand. You will definitely find it. Stay connected, and all these links are there on the website as well at DizRadio.com. And also, Remember to add it to all of your different podcast listening devices. You can ask Alexa, you can ask Google, you can ask a variety of different places 
to play Diz Radio and Disney On Demand, and it'll play the latest show just for you. So stay connected, leave us some feedback. We are glad to be back in action, and what better way to be back in action than with none other than Diedrich Bader. Yes, you know him from Office Space, from Phineas and Ferb, Milo Murphy's Law, of course, Batman the Brave and the Bold, and many other television shows that are iconic, like American Housewife, as well as the Drew Carey Show, and the Buddies films, the Country Bears, and so much more. And Deidre's is going to be stopping back here at the show, having some fun with us, chatting down memory lane, going a little bit deeper with some people that have impacted his life over the years, and having some fun here at Diz Radio. We also have the D-Team stopping in. Jeremy's going to be taking us on a tropical trip to the Tiki Room in This Week in Disney History. And we also have Dominic, who doesn't miss a beat when he's jamming on his drums and band with the short leash who's going to be stopping in as well. Now the show is going to be slightly different here this week. Normally you're used to hearing news, the latest that's going on in Disney, all different part of the D team. Well, it's been some time. We have had some time off. It has been quiet, right? So it takes a little bit to get the ball rolling again. Just know that Diz Radio is back every single week. Now, many of you are wondering. I have replied to many of you D-heads out there. I first off have to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. For the last year, well, almost the last year, it has been a really hard ride. And all of you have sent in your emails your private messages, you shot me messages on Facebook, Instagram, I mean, a variety of different places. The countless emails that we got every single week asking where the show was, what was happening, what was going on, it really meant a lot knowing how much Diz Radio has meant to you for the last 10 years. It really is the world to me. It's something that I wanted to bring to all of you. The joy, the actors, the voice actors, the D-team, the unique music, all the different fun things that we bring here at Diz Radio has been something that I have truly cherished for the last decade. And I am excited to kick into year 11 with this wonderful journey and all of you. Now you're wondering what exactly was going on. Okay, well, first off, we all know COVID happened, right? What else do we have to say? COVID happened. And with COVID happening, it is what it is. There were lockdowns. There was a lot of different people's jobs in jeopardy. So many different things happening. You were losing loved ones. People were sick. People were vaccinated. People weren't vaccinated. It was mask. It was no mask. I'm not going to take a political agenda here on the show. I'm just saying that's what happened, right? It was all over the board. Now, on top of that, I had a lot of personal things happen in my life. Now, I'm not going to divulge too much here on the show. You know I love all of you listeners out there. You are part of my family. But I also respect privacy in a lot of different aspects. But you know my family is my world. In fact, how do I close off the show every single week? Never neglect family for business. And anybody who has even sent me an email, a message, or anything for the past decade knows that that is my signature for everything as well. A true quote from Walt Disney that I love and I cherish and I truly, truly believe in. Well, there has been some different things happening in my life personally with myself, my children, and many other people involved. And it has been a very hard ride, a very hard year, a year of self-reflecting, a year of rebuilding, a year of getting stronger and better, and a year of just really coming back at it and realizing that you press on forward, you put your faith into something bigger, 
and you continue to move on for the betterment of everybody. And that's all you can do is never give up, never stop dreaming. Like Walt Disney says, you never, never stop dreaming. Shoot for the stars and always Put your best into every single thing. That is the most important that I can possibly say is sometimes you can't just wallow in the pity. You can't just sit there and be like, why was I dealt this hand? You got to figure out how to take that hand and plus it. Move it forward. Move that needle. Become the person that you would like to meet out in public. Spread that love, spread that word, and spread that joy. Just like Disney does, right? We go to the parks, we watch the movies, we make the memories. We love it. So Diz Radio has been on hiatus for quite some time due to some major family issues, new family dynamics that have taken place, and a variety of different things. So it has been a true roller coaster. Thank you for all of you D-heads that have shot me messages shot me emails, a few of you that I've opened up to, many of you that I've, I, I, can't, I can't say a few of you, many of you that I've opened up to over this past year that have really, you're the reason that Diz Radio is back in action. You're the reason we are back on that pedestal, bringing the fun, bringing the magic, bringing the memories to you once again. So thank you. I truly thank you. You reached out to me, you enjoyed the joy that Diz Radio, the D-Team, and everyone brought to you all these years, and you wanted to know how you could help bring it back, and you were there. You were that crutch. wasn't financial. It wasn't a backing. It wasn't anything like that. It truly was a magical friend helping a magical friend, and with that, I am forever humbled to all of you D-Heads. So, that is my rant here this week. It is slightly different. Next week, we will get back into news, current events, a full D-Team roster, and lots of fun. And might I add, next week, it is Friday the 13th, next week Friday. So we're going to have some fun next week. Trust me, our special guest and many other things going on are definitely going to be fun because you can't pass up a Friday the 13th. Am I right? So with that said, all VD heads... I'm going to release the reins here to the D-Team. It is a fun romp. I am excited to be back once again. Like I said, I'm talking a little bit slower. I'm just trying to get back into shape here when it comes to talking into the mic. And it is going to be fun. I am glad to have Diz Radio back. And if you truly are just as glad to have us back, please send us those emails. Leave us feedback on iTunes anywhere else just definitely spread the word that Diz Radio is back and drop us that line the D team would love to hear from you I would love to hear from you knowing that you're glad we're here back in action once again so thank you all of you D heads again so let's officially continue on let's press on we're getting that much closer to Diedrich Bader stopping in we also have Jeremy and Dominic from the D team and all kinds of fun things to wrap it in all of our Disney uniqueness that we always do. So remember to visit DizRadio.com and let's press on no matter what, even if there's blood on the saddle, like big Al would say himself in the country bear jamboree, right? We all know if there's blood on the saddle, you got to figure out other things to do. So let's press on for show number 239 for the week of August 5th, 2021.
looked all around and agreed Of blood on the ground A cowboy lay in it All covered with gold And he never will ride Any bronco's no And red for the bronco fell on him and mashed in his head. Katie Mixon, and I play Katie Otto. I'm Diedrich Bader, and I play Greg Otto on The American Housewife. On American Housewife. And we are fixing to explain the show using <laughs> um, this. This bowl. This bowl. The words that With are in words. this bowl. So this is about a family that is uh, a little older than millennials, for example, but that is, they're really, truly heroic in a certain sense, because they go into this environment and they really prove themselves to be above it. But you can find it all under hashtag American Housewife. <laughs> Completely, mm -hmm. you're so amazing at this. Wow. Um, she lives in a surreal world where um, she is authentic and the family is authentic living in an inauthentic um, world. Well, that's so, kind of surreal. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. that is surreal. And, Sort of um, an epic story, though, mm -hmm. because it's an outsider going in. So in that way, it's sort of like... Mythology? Yeah, it's sort of like Completely. mythological, yeah. It's a little mythological yeah. situation. Mm -hmm. And everybody deals with heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Everybody deals with not being the right person, or not, I mean, not being the best you can be, or going to your full expectation of who you are. Um, but it celebrates who you are, and you meet yourself who you are. It's really just doesn't matter what gender, what kind of walk of life you come from. Everybody can relate to not feeling their best. And it is about recognizing it, meeting yourself where you are, and moving forward. Oh, everyone within your shot, listen to me. This is your friend Wayne Brady. Me tell everybody about one place you need to go. It's called the Chicken Room. 
We got parrots, macaws, everybody. Everything that fly under the sun. Everybody welcome. It doesn't matter if you're man or fowl. You take flight, take flight, take wing, take flight, take flight. Now sing. Welcome to our tropical hideaway. You lucky people, you. You know you're lucky now. If you weren't in the show starting right away, we'd be in the audience too. <laughs> in the tiki, 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 tiki room. In the tiki, 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 tiki room. All the birds sing words and the flowers groove. In the tiki, 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 tiki room. In the tiki, 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 tiki room. In the tiki, 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 tiki room. All the birds sing words and the flowers groove. In the tiki, 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 tiki room. Come on, now. Now, if you never been to the tiki room, you got to come. Everybody get up off your feet, flap your wings, flap your wings, flap your wings, and fly like a bird. The boys in the back, they are calling the cars, because of the claws, no, because they're macaws. A fine feathered friend is a jolly toucan, and two can sound better than one toucan can. The bird of paradise is an elegant bird, it likes to be seen and it loves to be heard. Most little birdies will fly away, but the tiki room birds are here every day. In the tiki, 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 tiki room, in the tiki, 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 tiki room. My name is Jeremy, and I am the head lost boy here in Neverland, and, well, they call me the Spider-Pan. I'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later, but for now, welcome to Great Moments in History, but only the Disney parks. What started out as a small mechanical bird that Walt Disney had purchased it in a shop, and he kept it on his desk, and eventually, of course, showing to what we would now call the Imagineers over at Wed Enterprises, he said, we need to figure out what makes this little bird work and develop something. This, of course, gave birth to audio animatronics, which was patented by Wed Enterprises and used in the very first attraction, the Enchanted Tiki Room in Disneyland, which opened in June of 1963. Now, originally they had thought this would be a fun restaurant and you have all these birds that are going to sing for you. So June 23rd, 1963, when it opened, we didn't get a restaurant. But there is remnants. Apparently there was going to be a coffee bar, which you can find a little bit, I guess, if you go into the right places underneath where that fountain comes down. There's apparently some remnants of that coffee bar, which is, of course, out of the view of a visitor. 
Now, United Airlines was the original sponsor for its first 12 years, and the attraction was so popular that eventually it was also brought over to the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World in 1971. But at first, it was actually called Tropical Serenade. Now, I didn't find anything that said when they decided to, no, no, this is, let's just call it the Enchanted Tiki Room. But we do know in 1998, that's when suddenly the Enchanted Tiki Room in Walt Disney World was under new management, uh, which apparently people didn't really care for that much. I never got to see the show. I've heard the audio, and it's okay. But 2011, they've got it back to a normal Storylines matching the original Disneyland, and so now you can sing alongs with these birds, also even in Tokyo. Except uh, Stitch will interrupt your show. Now, the Tiki Room features music from the Sherman Brothers, as well as a lot of different various Hawaiian tunes. There are 225 birds inside the attraction, and around 120 of them will actually sing. You can find Dole Whips in there ever since Dole Foods started sponsoring the attraction. Thurl Ravenscroft voices uh, Fritz, one of the four original birds, and uh, also a Disney detective by the name of Kendra Tryon, uh, who was cast in the Enchanted Tiki Room, says that there's 12 tiki drummers, four totem poles, 54 singing orchards, and 24 singing masks, and more. Now, the other bit of a fun voice, because uh, you've got, of course, a Hawaiian-themed musical show, and then you've got your host, which are four fairly lifelike, I put in quotes, macaws, because it's early animatronics and things have really developed. Uh, and the macaws, their plumage is supposed to match the flag of their implied countries of origin. So you got Jose, he's red, white, and green and speaks with a Mexican accent, which was actually voiced by Wally Bogue. Now many will know Wally Bogue from being in the um, Golden Horseshoe show. Uh, he was a comedian and he was pretty darn funny. Now Michael, he's uh, a white and green bird, got an Irish brogue voice by Fulton Burley. Pierre is blue, white, and red, and has a French accent, voiced by Ernie Newton. And of course, Fritz, as we mentioned, Thurl Ravenscroft, was red, white, and black. Uh, now, there apparently was some controversy over the use of nationalism associated white rather than gold and yellow, which led to a counter anti-Semitic group to press for a change in Fritz's color and a change of the character to a representative of another nation or a wholesale abandonment of the national representative theme of flag-based color schemes and stereotyped accents. So the main birds have actually changed colors over the years, and in 1965, the four host birds had almost identical plumage of white, green, yellow, and blue. These four macaws are well as all of the other birds are plumed with real feathers, with the exception of chest plumage. These are covered in a custom-woven cashmere, which allows the figures to breathe in a lifelike manner. And the choice became quite an accident and actually happened in a planning meeting when Harriet Burns noticed the cashmere sweater that Walt Disney was wearing, which moved at the elbows exactly the way the engineers envisioned. Now, going into some of the before-mentioned songs, uh, you have, of course, the Tiki 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 Room by the Sherman Brothers, and Let's All Sing Like the Birdies Sing. The finale has every animatronics figure forming a rousing version of the Hawaiian war chant. Uh, Exit music, of course, diverges from a quasi-tropical theme, namely arrangement of Hi Ho from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, with lyrics they can guess for watching the show and hurrying them out the exit. Originally, there had been a talking barker bird outside who was Juan. He was a cousin of Jose, and he was out there beckoning the visitors inside, and he caused enormous traffic jams because visitors were trying to watch his entire routine. 
So things have changed since then, and now you've got some Polynesian gods outside that, that give you a little bit of a history. So you're going to meet Rongo and Maui and Tengaroa, and uh, learn a little bit about, of course, some of these Polynesian gods. And of course, that's kind of a good preparation for Moana, in my opinion. Just kind of need to learn some of that little bit of history. But that is Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. That's it for this week's History Lesson, D-Heads. Remember, you can find me on a podcast called Neverland to Disney and Beyond, where, as I've mentioned, I am Head Lost Boy. They call me the Spider Pan because every Lost Boy has to have a nickname. Lost girls don't get nicknames because, well, girls are too clever. They don't get lost. But we do give nicknames to our pixies. Head on over to NeverlandPodcast.com and find out all about it and join in the fun we're having here in Neverland. Until next time, keep a pixie in your pocket. Look at that sun, look at that sky, look at my sweater vest, it looks so fly. Look at that mailbox, look at that tree, it's about as beautiful as it can be. Whoa, today is gonna be exceptional, never boring even for a minute. It's my world and we're all in it. Whoa, So you're the new Crispy m and huh? Crispy center, chocolate, mmm, delicious. Your mother must be proud. Pig. Huh? Excuse me? Oh, could you just for one second put yourself in my place? That's funny. <laughs> there goes your sister. Oh. Ah, there's your cousin. Oh, that's your first date. Cheryl. Who let the dogs out? 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 Hello, everyone. This is Dominic back on Diz Radio. Last time I was here, I was covering the then new streaming service that is Disney Plus. Prior to that, I produced a segment covering what to do. For Disney World trips on a short amount of time and not too much money. I got into this after doing video trip tip cartoons on a podcast called WDW Plan Tunes. You can see those on YouTube. Shameless plug. But then the world ended a little. My last trip to Walt Disney World was scheduled for March 17th. 2020 and cue the sad trombone music because Disney and the rest of the world shut down on the 13th. Eventually, everything started to open back up in a limited capacity, and the family had a long Labor Day weekend in September to pilot the Honda Pilot down to Florida for a short trip. But here's the deal. We didn't go to Disney. Disney had limited or canceled altogether many of the magical elements. Their reservation and ticketing system was overly confusing, and many of the strategies and planning that makes a short trip work probably would not work in a pandemic setting. Our annual pass was refunded earlier, and the daily ticket prices were still high. We needed a park that was simple to buy tickets, was mostly ride and not entertainment-based, and self-contained enough that we can do the entire place in a day. So, welcome to Shortleash Universal Studios. I'm kidding, this is Diz Radio, but in a pandemic, on Labor Day weekend, for us, was that enough qualifiers? 
this was the best option. We drove down Friday into Saturday. We did our arrival Saturday, unticketed as usual. Head to the Disc Radio archives for more about why you should never buy tickets on the day of your travel. We spent the day in Disney Springs, which had social distance guidelines, temperature checks, store capacity lines, masks and eating and drinking requirements. But other than that, it was what we expect from Disney Springs. It wasn't the Disney version of 28 Days Later that I had envisioned. Sunday was our universal day and we drove home Labor Day Monday. Let me tell you, socially distanced ride queues can stick around post-pandemic. They give you tons of space between you and the next party of people. No line jumpers, no excuse me people pushing past you to get to the one person who just texted them saying that they're at the front of the line. I am all for it. We did almost everything the place had to offer. Weather, not the pandemic, was our biggest problem as Florida's daily thunderstorms took out some of the coasters at the end of the night. This is a place that nobody is looking for characters, monorails, dining entertainment, and theater productions. They just go for world-class themed rides, and we got that for a fun day that allowed us to regain some of what was lost. Universal is a great place, but it isn't magical. There's a lot of reasons why Universal will never really ever be in the same league as Disney. But honestly, the pandemic took out a chunk of what made Disney, well, you know, Disney. The upscale Six Flags that is Universal fit the bill perfectly last fall. Christmas brought us an Oculus into the home and I've plugged into the Matrix and entered the Oasis to visit the parks in 360 VR. That is a fun yet headache inducing way to bring some of the magic home, but now it's been over a year since my last Disney trip. Restrictions are lifting, entertainment slowly returning, so am I going back this summer? No. No, I'm not. And I want to, but I'm not going to do it. The 2019-2020 school year was my oldest daughter's senior year, and the canceled trip was a big part of what she was looking forward to. She lost that, she lost her musical, she lost her prom, she had a truncated graduation, her new college was under such strict restrictions that she simply deferred for the next year. A Disney trip would at least give her back a little something, but we're still not doing it. Why not? The price is still as high as ever. And I do believe Disney parks are an excellent value for the money. But that doesn't change the fact that it is a large chunk of money. The one thing we haven't seen yet is Star Wars at Universal Studios, and that's still not a guarantee. I have a problem with ride boarding passes. I believe if you bought a ticket, you should have the chance to see everything that you choose to. Maybe you have a fast pass, maybe you have to stand in a line for an hour or five, but you should always have that choice. I should not have to run a military operation to get to a location at a certain time to hope that maybe I get a boarding pass to possibly be called back for a ride at a later time. That's a lot of maybes. And the one thing I know for sure, Disney is definitely still going to cash my check whether I get to experience everything I wanted to or not. This reservation system is not unique. It was over at Universal 2 and it's equally infuriating. Everything else at Disney, uh, I've experienced. Not to mention there's still a bunch of things that used to be there that still haven't been reopened. This ticketing and reservation system is still more convoluted than a Christopher Nolan movie and I don't even have a desire to figure it out. Open the My Disney Experience app and go through the guide for an update experience. I dare you. There's more text and tabs in that thing than a Cheesecake Factory menu and my mortgage agreement combined. If I was serious about going right now, I wouldn't even think about not using a travel agent. I'll let them sift through all of that nonsense. Besides, the 50th anniversary celebration isn't truly happening yet. Guardians and Ratatouille, the Illuminations replacement, and whole pavilions at Epcot still have yet to debut. Tron is the new Everest where I watch cranes build it for half a decade. 
Walt Disney World right now isn't what it will be in a few months, and it isn't what it was a year ago. And that's fine. They get a pass. The world ended for a little bit. And it's one of the worst businesses imaginable for a pandemic. And hey, if you have the itch or if you've never been there, go for it. It's going to be fun. But for a semi-regular who's been there, done that, don't get full price from me until you get the experiences in full as well. Well, don't. Don't go to Disney World for a quick trip. Maybe try Universal. Jeez, that's a, that's a great way to come back and give uh, Disney trip advice on a show called Diz Radio. Well, first off, the Universal advice is actually a Disney compliment. Go to Universal because it is magical to begin with. You won't miss anything. Secondly, and this is actually where the tip part comes in, this might be the best time to go to Disneyland. You can do it in a shorter amount of time. Avengers Campus is opening, and if you're like my wife and kids, I've never been there before, everything's going to be new. And to be honest, the last time I was there was in the 1980s, so I guess I really haven't been there either. I mean, I missed all of California Adventure 1.0. The problem, of course, is that it's in California, which is bad because of distance and also because it's in California. Eastside represent, but what a perfect time to check out the OG Disney theme park. So the point of all this might just be the way not to be disappointed because of all the things you're still missing at the place that you know is to explore the place that you've never been. Hey, I'm glad this show in the world is coming back. I hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own tips at dominic at disradio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at disradio.com. I also can be found on the internet on Twitter at WDW Plantoons and on YouTube or your favorite video podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons or by visiting plantoons.com. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Did you ever see an elephant fly? <laughs> well, I seen a horse fly. Ah, I seen a dragon fly. <laughs> I seen a house fly. <laughs> see, I seen all that, too. I seen a peanut stand and heard a rubber band. I seen a needle that winked its eye. But I be done seeing about everything when I see an elephant fly. What you say, boy? I said when I see an elephant fly. I seen the front porch swing, heard a diamond ring. I seen a polka dot railroad tie. But I be done seeing about everything when I see an elephant fly. <laughs> I saw a Disney on demand. A 
Starred in every high school play Blew every drama teacher away Graduated first in my class at Juilliard Took every acting workshop I could And I dreamed of Hollywood While I read my Uta Hagen and studied the Bard the boards and paid my dues And got phenomenal rave reviews I knew the world was gonna love me Without a doubt I was sure that Tarantino would be calling me on my phone And he'd leave a visit shoot me for Rolling Stone But the years have come and gone And I'm sorry to say That's not the way that it's all worked out I'm a true Jungle Cruise ride Skipper Dan is the name And I'm doing 34 shows every day Every time it's the same Look at those hippos They're wiggling their ears Just like they've done for the last 50 years Now I'm laughing at my own jokes But I'm crying inside Cause I'm working on the Jungle Cruise ride critics they used to say I was the new Olivier Thought I'd be the toast of Sundance Or maybe can
American Housewife is back on a new night. And the world's best mom. I have nothing to be thankful for. Your three beautiful children right here. Make that second best mom. Hey, I wasn't done with the quesadilla. No? Is coming out swinging. Don't make me go back swan on you. American Housewife. Season premiere Wednesday, September 27th after Modern Family on ABC. Lights. Camera. Action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest! Alright all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, everything from movies, television, you name it, we have somebody here that's no stranger to any of that. You know him from the Drew Carey Show, American Housewife, Office Space, as well as things like the Country Bears, and so much more. We have none other than Diedrich Bader here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Thank you! It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, so many different things that you've done. I mean, your resume continues to go on and on from a variety of different things, from the Drew Carey Show, American Housewife, as well as Office Space. I mean, uh, of course, Batman, the brave and the bold, uh, so many different things. I guess, first off, what got you interested into becoming an actor and voice artist and so many other things? Well, um, I wanted to be an actor ever since I was little. Um, I was a Charlie Chaplin fan when I was a kid, and I just fell in love with the, uh, with you know, the idea of entertaining people, and um, and uh, that's what I've tried to do. I've, I've never been interested in being a star, just in entertaining and and doing my job. Uh, I see it as an incredible gift uh, to be able to entertain people, especially in the last couple of years. I've uh, realized how just how grateful I am to get, have the opportunity to entertain people when they need entertainment the most. Well, you know, and it's one of those things where it's been fruitful for you for all these different years. Like I said, it's, you know, all over. And Charlie Chaplin, you can't go wrong with somebody that has such great, you know, uh, I mean, without using any voice or anything, just great physical comedy. Yeah. And also, I mean, he had a great combination of sentiment and sweetness and then also a little bit of edge. Um, he was genuinely funny physically, but he could tell a story without any words at all. And that's kind of a remarkable thing. I mean, it's uh, it's beautiful what he was able to do. Um, and I just found him, like, just so inspiring, as I continue to do. Definitely. Now, I guess, moving forward, of course, everybody knows you from the Drew Carey show, of course, American Housewife, things like that. Now, when you first got, you know, you're on a sitcom, and it's one of those things where you never know if it's going to be well-received, not. Did you have any indication that even all these years later... People still are like the Drew Carey show. They associate you with it. They're like, oh, my gosh, I loved that show. Yeah, that's one of the nice things about uh, being on film is that the performance lasts forever. Um, I'm hoping that the Drew Carey show can be streamed somehow. Uh, Warner Brothers needs to work out some, um, I think it was music rights or something like that. I would really love for it to be on the streaming service because I know Friends is getting all this attention now. And uh, I would love to have the opportunity to uh, to to take a look and show my kids some of the old shows. Um, yeah, I mean um, that's the beauty of it. Uh, I think what we did was, uh, you know, kind of unique for its time. Uh, and uh, Drew was a great showrunner, and uh, really kept in mind what an audience would like. And uh, he's just a great entertainer. And uh, it was an absolute delight, of course to be standing next to Ryan Stiles for so many years. Just a real genius. Well, and it's one of those things, like you said, Friends is getting all of that hype now, and I think the Drew Carey show would really have that same kind of sediment where everyone would love it. Now, is that something, if they ever said, we're going to reboot the series all these years later, kind of a continuation, would you be up for something like that? Oh, 100%. I would love to do it. I would love to work with all those guys again. And uh, with the um, the original creator of the show, Bruce Helford, who is now on Roseanne, I think. Um, yeah, I would love to do that. I mean, those guys are great. They're still my friends. So, yeah, getting together and uh, getting in front of an audience would be really fun. 
Now, you know, from that, of course, you've done a lot of different comedies. Beverly Hillbillies, Office Space, Euro Trip, a variety of different ones. Now, of course, voiceover work. What is it like knowing, like, hey, I'm Batman, I'm Bruce Wayne, and, you know, the ongoing Batman the Brave and the Bold was so popular. What is it like just becoming Batman? Oh, you know, I mean, it's the best part anybody could ever have, really. It, it's as much backstory as any actor could possibly need or want. Um, and he's also very beloved. Um, I didn't quite realize the depth of the love until I went to Comic-Con um, and met all the fans. Um, you know, people really genuinely love and associate with him. Um, I think because, I mean, obviously he's a billionaire, but, but he has no superpowers. So it's just a matter of his discipline and, and, uh, and kind of anybody with a billion dollars can become uh, Batman. Um, voiceover on the whole, I mean, even working on for Disney or any of the other, uh, you know, shows I've been on is really fun. It's close to playing as acting gets because you're not constrained by, um, you know, you're not constrained by your outfit or the crew or, you know, having to learn your lines or anything. It's really just what you can come up with at that exact second, and then they just create around that. And it's it's really beautiful. To be in a voiceover session is one of the most fun things an actor can do, maybe the most fun. Um, and it's so remarkably um, it's so remarkably talented at World. Um, you know, the people that do voiceover are really just incredible performers. And I'm lucky and blessed to be around them and to be considered one of them. Um, you know, being around somebody like Tom Kenny who plays SpongeBob or, um, you know, uh, uh, Grades Delisle or, or uh, uh, you know, any of the guys. Dee Bradley Baker who does all the creature voices. It's just a, it's a remarkable opportunity to be around some, some real talent. And uh, I, I relish the day when we get back to doing sessions all together. Because right now we're still recording uh, solo. I've gone back in the studio, but I'm just recording by myself. For for a year and a half or something, I was recording in my wife's closet. Um, so, <laughs> strange times. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those, like you said, if you're all in a recording session together, you can play off each other. You got that, you know, the excitement and the vibe. And, of course, you were part of so many different other voiceover work, too. You know, Batman, great, beloved character. But, of course, being part of things like Big Hero 6, Harley Quinn, um, you know, a variety of those. Now, is it fun knowing, like, all right, you're going on set to film a TV show or, or, or a movie, but is it fun just knowing I can stay in my pajamas today and can just make uh, <laughs> great voices? Yeah, I mean, you know, the um, the relaxed nature of it is like nothing else. Um, and, you know, you get into this space where you're just purely creative and you're not uptight about how you may look or anything. No, I mean, you know, it's it's fun to be able to not shave and, and uh, not have to memorize lines and, and uh, you know, not get up at five in the morning. A lot of times, uh, like on American Housewife, for example, you know, I um, five days a week I got up at 5.15, um, which is pretty early in the morning. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I'd have a, you know, what is that? Well, basically a 60-hour week, 70-hour week, something like that, 12 hours a day. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a, it's, that's a long week. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, a cartoon I can do. Phineas and Ferb, for example, a, a, a hit for Disney. Um, I did three episodes in 15 minutes. Wow. You know, and, and that, yeah, right. And that's like, you think of that and you're like, okay, it probably took them longer to animate it than it did for you to just sit there and knock out the voice work. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's incredible. Um, yeah, with Disney, generally they bring you in alone. Um, so you just do your lines. And if you're light in an episode, but you need to do three anyway, um, you just bang them out and then leave. You know, it takes longer to get there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, voiceover is really, really fun. And also, you know, something that you can watch with your kids and then, 
then you know someday they can march with their kids and it's 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 a beautiful thing. I really enjoy the world. Now, how different is it when you're doing voice work, say, for Big Hero 6 or, you know, uh, you know, Phineas and Ferb and that, but then also you're really going to the, you know, the preschoolers and you're doing things like Miles from Tomorrowland and things like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all different tones. So um, what's kind of interesting is that, you know, that the different executive producers are, are very different people. Uh, Bob and Mark, who run uh, Big Hero 6, are very, you know, heavily joke-oriented, extremely nice guys. Um, they ran Penguins for years, which was a great show. Uh, before that, I think we met on Hercules when I did Adonis. Um, they're really great showrunners and lovely guys and very funny. Um, Dan and Swampy, who ran Phineas, um, are, you know, artists and really funny and really different guys. Like, they... They can never, they will never say anything that you anticipate, um, and which is what's made the show, show so unique. Um, and Sasha, uh, who ran, um, uh, Miles from Tomorrowland was just a sweet guy and, uh, you know, kind of geeky and very sweet. And, uh, and the show sort of reflected his personality as well. So, uh, so, you know, a show carries the, the personality of the executive producer and the showrunner. And so you, you never really know until you meet the showrunner what the show is actually going to be like or what the tone is going to be like. But once you meet them, if you're open to, you know, uh, kind of empathize or, or you know, take in their vibe, uh, then, then you get it. Definitely. Now, you know, like I said, you've done so many different things, of course, uh, Spider-Man and, uh, you know, just a ton, tons of voice work. Now, what was it like being on American Housewives where you're doing show after show after show and nonstop, you know, on set and it's this, you're a lead role. Yeah. Um, well, it was a great opportunity for me because as a dad, uh, to play a dad was, was just a great opportunity. Um, and I love the, the character of Greg um, and the fact that he was a dad who was not trying to shirk his responsibility as a father. He actually genuinely loved uh, being a dad and enjoyed being around his kids, and he loved his wife. Um, and a lot of times in comedy, and I understand it, it's kind of easy. You know, you get the resentful dad or the dumb dad or, or the dad is kind of out of it or really just wants to be with his, you know, friends or golfing or, you know, going to the bar or whatever, and Greg was none of that. Um it was uh, really fun. I'm going to miss it, honestly. Um, I loved working with Katie Mixon, who was just a great person and really talented and very sweet, and Meg uh, Donnelly, who's now uh, at Disney with uh, Zombies. It's just a great person and really lovely to work with, and the rest of the cast, you know, uh, Daniel, and, and uh, yeah, it was great. And Holly Robinson-Pete came on at the end, who was just a lovely person. Um, yeah, I mean, it is definitely more work to be the, you know, uh, number two on the call sheet. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we did three weeks on and one week off, and then we would do, you know, table reads on the weeks off. But um, so I would uh, kind of cram in other jobs during that time and, uh, and you know, voiceovers and stuff like that. You know, for the last five years, I've been very, very, very lucky to continue to work in my chosen profession, and, and uh, I just feel very... To you know, blessed to uh, to have the chance to do that. It's it's basically all I've ever wanted to do. So the chance, I mean, the the idea that it worked out is is kind of remarkable. Well, definitely, you know, and that, like you said, continuing on working, and of course, shows like American Housewife, which is you know, it's certainly going to be missed. I mean, going on for a hundred and three episodes. Once you crack that hundred episode mark, it has to feel like a magnificent feat. Well, you know, it's going to last for a while because it can be on different formats and, and they know that they can invest in it. I've done, uh, 
I think this was my sixth series, but only two that went to 100. And uh, so, yeah, I think it was six. Anyway, um, yeah, the rest of them, you know, uh, I guess on DVD or whatever, outsourced can be streamed, I think. But, but you know, they uh, once you reach that 100, you get all over the world. And, uh, um, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very cool. I mean, I remember being in Norway um, and going to a little coffee bar, and the guy that ran the coffee bar basically learned English by watching the Drew Carey show. So it's it's a <laughs> kind of incredible thing to be all over the world, um, and and very cool. Uh, I love that we made it there, and I love that you know people associate with the show a lot. Uh, uh, families do, and uh, and people grew up watching it, and and that's all very cool. Yeah. Definitely. You know, and and you've been a part of so many different things, too, aside from that. And, of course, one of those that I want to get to that, you know, sometimes get overlooked, sometimes it doesn't, but it's truly one that I think is a fun family film, The Country Bears. What was it like being part of The Country Bears? Because it is so unique, so fun, and yet so Disney. Yeah, um, that was one of the first, I think, of the rides that were converted into a movie. So for that alone, it's kind of cool, sort of historically. Um, but uh, I play uh, both the cop and the uh, Ted, the bear, uh, so I'm uh, chasing myself through that entire thing. Um, I started off as the bear, um, just as doing a voiceover, um, you know, for the bear, and uh, then I went to the table read, and they hadn't cast anyone as as, uh, um, as Cheats, the cop, um, so they asked me to read the, uh, you know, him, and uh, basically when I was driving home, they, they called me and said, would you play the cop? So um, it was fun to work with uh, Daryl Chill. Um, he was uh, Mitchell, was great guy, really funny. I love the director. Uh, Peter was Hastings is fantastic, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's that's a very different type of voiceover because they recorded or they didn't do a scratch track. Um, so the guys. Uh, did their own version of the bear, took their own timing, and then I had to match their timing in the studio to the mouth of the bear. And it was kind of a cool process because it, when it didn't work, it was incredibly obvious. And it was like microseconds and tiny little gestures. But then when it did work, it was like, holy cow, the bear is talking. <laughs> Well, you know, and with that too, then trying to do that with that kind of process, you know, it's more, did you find yourself having to, I'm going to go into it with this kind of voice, but then because you're trying to match it up, it just wasn't working because you weren't saying it as fast or as slow as you normally would? Um, Yeah, I mean, you definitely had to alter the cadence based on what the original puppeteer had done, um, which could be a little frustrating because it wouldn't necessarily be the timing I would have taken. Um, So it's, basically like re-recording a performance and and that's always that's always strange but um i mean uh, one, i'm a couple things i'm proud of in that uh film um of course working and 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 uh you know doing all the stuff with uh, chill but um i pitched the uh um the car wash scene um to uh, our producer andrew and uh and of course the writer you know took that and ran with it and, and did a great sequence but uh but I'm, I'm really proud of that sequence i think it really holds up definitely you know and it's one of the funnier you know scenes too especially you know you gotta love the hairdos when you guys come out yeah that was the writer's idea that was a really good idea it, it's uh it's pretty funny it's a, it's a good gag um i came up with the idea uh, that his mustache was fake um and that it came off in the car wash and then there's a mustache stuck on the windshield that seemed funny to me um i was shooting the drew carey show at the same time 
Um, so I couldn't grow a mustache for the part, and they really wanted cops with mustaches. And I was like, well, we could just slap a mustache on there um, and then make it a, you know, a joke that he has got a fake mustache. Um, I'm, I'm happy with that joke. Definitely. You know, and it's one of those films that continues to, it, it, like I said, it gains fondness over the years, of course, and, you know, that interaction. And, you know, of course, I'm sure you've been to Disneyland, Disney World many times. So what was it like seeing the Country Bears come to life other than just sitting there on the stage singing to you at the park? <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of my favorite experiences of that was uh, uh, watching um, Willie Nelson watch the Bears. Um just how surreal the whole thing was because when you look at them, when you're, you know, actually looking at them, they really genuinely look like bears. And there are these guys in suits walking around, of course, but they look like bears that are walking around wearing clothes. And it's really weird. <laughs> it's no, there's no other way to put it. It's a strange experience. I guess with that, too, you know, Country Bears is always a really fun one. And then going opposite, you know, when you think of Country Bears, you think of a summer movie, things like that. But, of course, you know, being part of all the Santa Paws things and being the voice of Comet and going into, you know, winter and snow. What is it like being part of something that's an annual Christmas tradition for many families watching it with their young children? Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, the first one I did was uh, the uh, the ones in space. I can't remember the name of it. But uh, uh, that was on camera, and I got to meet the executive producer, who's the nicest guy. And um, uh, we just really got along. I mean, you know, a lot of these things, I'm sure you've had a lot of actors on here say that they, they will do kids' movies for their kids. Well, that is specifically a movie I did for my kids. My kids like the, uh, the you know, the Air Buds and the Buddies and all that They uh, when they were little. And uh, uh, so... You know, I told my son that it was it was basically puppies in space, and he just thought that was the funniest thing. He was like four or something at the time, and so I was on board. And uh, then just working with the the whole crew is just a they're just a really nice group of people who completely have it in perspective. They're making children's, um, you know, they're making children's entertainment, and they they love it. They love their job. It's a positive thing to do uh, in the world is to create something that entertains children and. Uh, it's it's just a fun series. I've I've enjoyed every minute of it. And and those are like I said, those are the things where it continues to go on with all these new incarnations of you know dogs and puppies and passed on to generations. Now it is incredible uh, how he manages to make another story out of out of what you would think would be a limited run. But uh, you know he's constantly challenging himself to come up with new ideas, and it's cool. You know it's one of those where it keeps going on. And you've been part of a lot of great, I guess. Well, also dog things. You know, being part of Scooby Doo with uh, Frank and Creepy. Um, you know, really great ones as well as Justice League and all these great projects. Now, over the years, one of them that I'm really excited for you to, you know, you probably can't discuss it too much, but Masters of the Universe, all I can ask is, because I know you can't say too much, but is it fun working on the project? Oh, yeah. It's incredible to work on the project. My brother and I um, loved the show when we were kids. We used to watch it together. Um, so I have a real soft spot for it. You know, we watched it every day. It was a big deal for my brother and I. Um, so uh, so to be a part of this universe is really cool for me. And Kevin Smith is is the nicest, most down-to-earth, lovely guy. Um, and uh, and really fun to work with, and is taking you know the direction extremely seriously. You know he really wants the story to be legitimate and cool. Um, yeah, I mean I can't tell you too much about the storyline. I signed an NDA, but uh, but it's taking it in a really interesting direction, and uh, you know Kevin has sort of reimagined it while being uh, while honoring uh, the existing property. 
So uh, I think people that are fans of the original show really love it because it comes from a place of love and respect. Um, but it is new and interesting. So um, yeah, it's it's a very cool product. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I'm um, uh, I'm looking forward to people seeing it. I'm seeing a little bit of it. Um, I'm doing what's called ADR, which is where you re-record some dialogue that they you know they have problems with for various reasons. Uh, on Wednesday, so I get to see um, you know an early cut of it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited for this one as well, and you know, waiting for it to drop on Netflix, and I think it's going to be excited. We really, really re you know invigorate that whole series for a whole new generation to you know introduce He Man and Masters of the Universe to them. Yeah, it's it's really cool because um, you know it's kind of a cult hit, I guess, for a long time. But at the time, I loved it so much, and. Um, and being a part of it is really cool. Like the first person I told when I got the part was not my wife, but my brother. <laughs> because we watched it together. I was like, hey, you're not going to believe this. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's cool. Well, you know, and working with Kevin Smith, you know, you've done that a variety of different times with Jay and Silent Bob and the Jay and Silent Bob reboot and things like that. It has to just be a fun time, anything you're working on with him. Well, I know that I'm in good hands. Um, you know, whenever you work with somebody new, um, you don't know, um, you know, I guess you can see some stuff and see what they did before, or you just trust them, and there's a little bit of a fear and a hesitancy, um, because you don't know if you're going to be handled, if you're going to look good, if, you know, if everything is going to be cool. Um, you just don't know. But working with people um, a number of times, you just know you're in what hands you're in and that you're in, you know, you're going to be okay. And, and, uh, as long as you deliver, they're going to deliver for you. The rest of the product is going to be good and solid and, uh, and you can trust them. Um, and that's why it's like really beautiful to work with the same people over and over and over again. Um, which I've been very blessed to be able to do like Bob and Mark on, uh, on big hero six. I think we've done four series together. Um, just lovely guys. Um, but uh, but yeah, Kevin is a really nice guy, and uh, and really knows what he's talking about as far as this universe is concerned. So, you know, he's the real deal, and uh, I can't wait for everybody to see it. Very cool. Now, I guess you know we don't want to keep you too long, but just a couple more questions here. I guess in going through your entire resume and everything that you've done, do you ever just uh, click through the channels and catch something, and you're like, hey, I forgot I did that? And you yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. I know that sounds weird, but um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I forgot, especially the voiceover stuff, because um, before I had kids, um, you know, I would I would bang them out all the time, but I never watched them, um, because I didn't have kids, and it, uh, I, you know, I just didn't have the time, um, but once I had kids, uh, we started watching cartoons together, and uh, I'd see myself on a cartoon and go, oh, that's, that's me, um, and have no memory of do- doing it. So yeah, um, there's oh God, there's got to be hundreds of episodes that I, I don't remember, and then I catch and I'll hear my voice from the other room and go, wait a minute. Um, so that's kind of fun. It's sort of magical. Very cool. Now I guess uh, you know, in closing here too, because I don't want to, like I said, we we know you're busy so much. But looking back over everything you've done and people's lives you've impacted, whether that's watching things with their children, they've grown up with it, they see you on TV, they grew up watching Drew Carey show with their family or whatnot. I guess with that. Over the time, have you ever really been encountered with, you know, any fans where you're just like, wow, I had no idea I was making that much of an impact on your life? What a great question. Um, yeah, I um, I uh, learned from Jim Varney to, to go in uh, when you're on location and uh, talk to kids that are in the hospital. Um, they really need the entertainment. He would dress as Ernest. 
I don't have a character that kids like immediately, um, you know, just find entertaining. But I went into a psychiatric hospital in Cleveland um, to speak to the children that were uh, severely depressed or suicidal. Um, paranoid schizophrenics, um, the manic depressives, uh, bipolar disorder um, that had gotten to the point with uh, psychiatric disorders where they had to be hospitalized. And um, there was one kid uh, in there uh, who was my biggest fan and had seen uh, everything. He was at the Mayo Clinic in Cleveland. And uh, it uh, it was very moving. Yeah. He watched everything with uh, incredible intelligence and perception. And uh, he knew everything about the Drew Carey show. And, uh, and clearly, clearly, uh, both the Drew Carey show and myself meant a lot to him. And uh, it was very powerful. So... Um, so I learned from that encounter that I, I I mean something to people and that what I do means something. And I may be unaware of it, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Uh, and that is the greatest blessing of being an actor, is to entertain people at a time that I don't even know they need me. Um, it's uh, Yeah, I feel very lucky to be part of a career that can alleviate people's pain or uh, depression or sadness. That's why I've always stuck to uh, comedy. Um, I, I really feel like it's important, and um, and I feel like I'm something part of something big and, and powerful, um, and uh, and that I'm lucky to be uh, my small part in it. Definitely, and those are the kinds of things where you you really realize it, and you go back, and you're just like, wow, you know, like I'm making this impact, and it's it, it truly means something. Not just me being able to live my dream and play dress up and pretend, but it's really impacting other people and helping them battle. Now, in everything you've done, I guess in closing here, with all the things you've done, any words of wisdom or fun or tidbits that you'd like to leave out there for all the fans of Diedrich out there who are listening in? They love everything you do. They there's that one little nugget that they just find hilarious or funny. Is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for anybody listening in? I just want everyone to know that. If you think of me and if you watch me, I just want you to smile and laugh, and I hope I bring you joy. And uh, and thank you for listening. Very cool. It was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us, take this trip through your entire career. And, of course, we're going to see you on so many other things coming up very soon. And one of my favorites, Master of the Universe, Revelation coming up. Um, but, of course, Country Bears, all the buddies films that you're part of, uh, Batman, just the list goes on and on. So I guess with that, thank you for taking time, stopping in and playing this part in everybody's lives. Jonathan, thank you so much. This was really fun. And you really did your research and I genuinely appreciate it. All right. One, two, three. If you've just been wishing I'd go in fishing and you're still on the shore. Grab your camping gear and meet us right here. Got all kinds of fun in store. It's time for a vacation, for some rest and relaxation. Forget your cares and join our fairs in the great outdoors. Ain't nothing like the great outdoors to ease your soul. Ain't nothing like the great outdoors to keep you from going old. If your mind's been hazy and you're feeling lazy and down on all fours, then join us bears and suck up some air in the great outdoors. Welcome to the Country Bear Vacation Holdout. Got on my old camp t-shirt. Still fits, kinda, and I'm raring to go. How about you, boys? Just lead the way, Henry. All right. Melvin. Wake up! Oh, 
<laughs> the way you're always hibernating, you must be part bear. Oh, heck, I'm only part moose as it is. Here we go! Us bears, we do love nature and tramping through the woods. Us bears, we do love fishing every hour if we could. Us bears, we do love singing in country harmony. And if y'all won't join us, we'll chase you up a tree. Now that's real country, boy. In the history of space exploration, a daring story is about to be told of five extraordinary heroes on a courageous rescue mission. A story where heroes are found in the most unlikely places. T-minus three minutes to launch. Five, four, three, two... One, and blast off! The name's Spodnik. Can I hitch a ride home with you guys? For shizzle, dog! This is my last chance to go home to my boy Sasha. We're lost in space, dog! Whoa! Oh, we're going to the moon. Cheese a fella can eat. Are you ready to go for the walk of your lives? Even I'm lighter than a feather. How are we gonna get home this time? Space Buddies, an all-new movie coming soon to Disney DVD and Blu-ray Hide. Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, LVD heads, so I am back. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It has been a fun romp, right? I love it. I mean, it has been a great fun romp here. Back in action, 11 years strong. We are back in 2021, back in action once again here at Diz Radio. And I want to extend a very special thank you, first and foremost, not to our special guest, not to the D-team, but to all of you, the D-heads. Thank you for sticking with us for the last decade hanging in there with us, and bringing the show back in 2021. You are the reason we are back, so thank you. Next off, I do want to thank Diedrich Bader. Thank you once again, Diedrich, for stopping in. You never cease to amaze me with the stories and all the fun from your career. So many different people that you have impacted over all the years. Thank you once again for stopping in, sharing these stories, and being part of Diz Radio all these years later. And thank you, the D-Team, for stopping in. No show would be complete without the D-Team. They truly do make the show happen. I don't do this alone. It is the D-Team that makes this happen. So thank you, Jeremy and Dominic, for stopping in here this week with your signature segments, making it fun, and bringing the magic back for all the D-Heads out there. So next week, it is Friday the 13th, right? Friday the 13th. It's a lot of fun going on. Now, of course, the show comes out the day before Friday the 13th, but we're going to celebrate Friday the 13th the only way we know how. It's going to be fun. It's going to be freaky. And let's just say it still is technically summer, so we could have a little bit of a freaky Friday summerween vibe going on. 
I'm going to leave it at that in terms of the guest. Now, before I close out the show here this week, I do want to mention once again all the ways to stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, latest news feeds, and more right there at dizradio.com. And fear not, it will be getting populated once again with the latest news feeds as we are back in action here at Diz Radio. You can find us on Facebook at Diz Radio Show, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, a variety of different places, and more. Just go to DizRadio.com and find those links. We are also looking for people to join up the D team. We need people to join us here at Diz Radio. We're looking for bloggers, video people. We're looking for people for on air, behind the scenes, and so much more. So if you are interested in getting involved here at Diz Radio, we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at DizRadio at gmail.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as I always say, the biggest, the most important, and myself included, especially after this last year, never neglect family for business. You can always make more money. You can't always make more memories. Cherish the time. Cherish the moments. Moments make memories. I know I have said that time and time again for the last decade, and I'm going to continue to say it for another decade because you know I truly mean it, I truly believe it, and it's something that I live by every single day. So cherish those moments, and sometimes all you got to say is, welcome to your family time, welcome to your happy-to-be time. Until next week, all VD heads, have a magical weekend. There's nothing complicated about the way we live. We're all here for each other.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.